Batch. Happy Thanksgiving if you're a first member. Happy Black Friday if you're not. Hey, there you go. Go buy some stuff. That's what we'll, we'll actually spend some time talking about that today. Uh, but this episode of the Batch brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Thank you, Dollar Shave Club. So you can you, you can be you and can I look be, at Adam <laughs> <laughs> and help, look at myself. Help us, Dollar Shave Club. Hey, <laughs> hey my, my legs. legs, my legs are very smooth. Thank yeah, you very much. There you go. Thank you, Dollar Shave Club. Uh, all right, so uh, we're approaching Thanksgiving season, which means we're approaching the uh, the Black Friday season. Uh, anybody gonna buy anything? Um, there's lots of games on sale. There's um, so it's like you just go any pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Uh, it's the worst kept secret in the world that Steam is gonna drop a sale. No. Yeah, it's everyone is like, we don't know when it's coming. Are they gonna do Friday like, or Monday not, though? It's probably gonna be a bit of both. I, yeah. I, I like. I'm kind of surprised it hasn't started yet. To be honest. If you get a jump on it, hit it right on Thanksgiving. Well, the, maybe. They're also doing like a Christmas sale though too. Well, they do because it's like a winter sale, I guess. Yeah, they now do just a billion sales. This is the autumn sale, and then there will be a winter sale that will be around Christmas. Really, it's just like, oh, you're shopping for things here. Buy everything we have for a right, dollar. Right. I think this it's tis the season to look and see like the saddest things that are on sale. Like Battleborn is now on sale for mm. like twelve dollars. And uh, the 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 Battlefield One and uh, Titanfall. You know, they had that duo pack where they were selling both titles is on sale for 50% off. I, I actually, so buy, it's basically buy one of them, you get the other one free. You know, I actually wonder how, how much, like, how much sales, like, sales like that are reflective of, of sales of the game. Like, how well the game is doing. Because Doom, uh, the newest Doom, uh, went, like, on 50% off sale, like, a couple weeks or a month after it came out and has been doing that a lot and i think it's an amazing deal because it's an amazing game but i don't think that game did bad so i don't know if that's like putting it on a 50 percent off sale is necessarily reflective of hey this game's not doing well in the market but well in this case we know with, with battleborn yeah. <laughs> well, battle yeah. yeah. <laughs> which uh, battleborn was not bad it was honestly it was a pretty uh decent game i think it bad suffered timing. it, it suffered very timing. much from timing because even though it's not the same as overwatch at a casual glance, you'd be like, oh, stylized characters. Yeah. Oh, stylized characters. Oh, multiplayer-centric. Okay, okay. And so a lot of people equated the two. Mm -hmm. uh, and if they were going to go with one of those two, it was going to be Overwatch. That's yeah. a story of the year, right? Because, I mean, the same thing happened to Titanfall. Ooh. Right. But, e I mean, Ooh. I feel like, I don't know if EA threw Titanfall under the bus if, in were if they're counting on it having a much longer tail because of people hating on Call of Duty. I'm not... That strategy still doesn't make sense to me. This is a thing that we've been discussing for weeks at this point. Like, why would they do that? Why would they set Titanfall up to fail by putting it up against, one, their own property in Battlefield 1, but two, the other biggest shooter franchise of the year in Call of Duty? Because even if people hate on Call of Duty, which they did very, very loudly this year... It's still an enormous franchise, and all the people who don't give a shit about things like reviews or what anyone thinks, who because they buy Call of Duty every year and that's what they do, that's what they're going to buy. They're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I don't know, this space isn't quite right, I'm going to get the other space one. It's still so sad, though, because the movement uh, mechanics in Titanfall 2 are exact, it, it feels like... When you play Infinite Warfare, that they wanted to be Titanfall and they just couldn't get it. You feel heavy. You're, you're running on walls doesn't feel good. Double jumping doesn't feel good. Are you, are you playing the multiplayer in Titanfall 2? 
I've played the multiplayer in Titanfall 2, oh, yeah. Console or? Console, I'm assuming, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I checked playing on a PC, and man, like, I normally, like, when I when I did play Call of Duty, mm-hmm. um, it was on uh, Xbox 360, and uh, but I haven't played one since that generation, but playing that style of game, like that fast-paced shooter, especially with Titanfall, where it's, like, doubly fast, where you're, like, sprinting and walking on right. walls and grappling and all that stuff, like, I feel, t- I'm so bad at that game on PC, like... Uh, I can't hit anything. Also, there's <laughs> auto aim on PC a little bit. Like, there's like a little. There bit. is. That's weird. There's some snap to. It's the same uh-huh. like uh, on console when you when you like pull up your sights, yeah. it'll like snap to, and it does that on PC a little bit. That I turn that, that off. That seems uh, odd for PC. It seems. I would say it seems odd, but that game is so fast paced mm-hmm. that I, I think for a lot of people, including myself, like I would. Ne- I can't kill help. anyone. I still can't kill anyone, even with auto. <laughs> well, the, you know, the nice thing about Titanfall though is it gives you the option to. You can play that. There are several game modes that you can play that killing other players isn't necessarily the way you win. There's but uh, when, always when the, conflict happens, you want to kill the other player. What you do is you kill a bunch <laughs> of the little minions and then drop a mech on them, and then you can live in the mech. Yeah, that Anybody game, can be good that at game the is is really good. And so far, what I played a single player, it's like awesome. It's really fun. It's uh, a, it's a, a solid title that is is not going to get the sales it deserves. Did we forget to introduce ourselves? Oh, sure. Hi, I'm Ryan. Uh, I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm Ashley. <laughs> it just occurred to me. I was like, did we do <laughs> we that part? We just like, eager to get into <laughs> it, man. You know, we just want to talk about uh, sales Immediately jumping stuff. into it. Well, th- here's the thing. Though, is Titanfall's not the only game that's down. It seems like for a holiday period, this one kind of sucks in terms of overall sales. And I don't know if it's just because do the... You think it sucks because of the games? I don't know if it's because of the the games or if it's because the like gamers are not pre-ordering and so it's changing the shape of game sales or what. But um, so Watch Dogs Two is down eighty percent over from Watch Dogs One. Like it's like it's week one sales are down eighty percent. Um, Call of Duty was down around I think forty eight percent something like that. Um, Dishonored Two was down thirty eight percent over Dishonored One. Titanfall 2 is down like 75%, and that's in spite of them both being available on three platforms. Even though Titanfall, because it came out on Xbox 360, had access to a wider install base. So there is that, but it's still like three and, and three. It seems like with very few exceptions, there's um, the exceptions really probably at this point being Battlefield and Pokemon, and then we'll see about Final Fantasy. A lot of these games are down significantly. For their launch weeks. And it, it can't just be that, um, oh, it's holiday and, you know, so not everyone's buying games. Because a lot of these games came out at holiday before and it, and and their sales are still down. So I think that part of that has to do with um, when you look at Watch Dogs 2 and you look at Titanfall 2 specifically. Um, Titanfall 2 did get thrown under the bus in terms of its, like, release date placement. And that's one thing. But I think both of those games are probably, like paying for their predecessors a little bit where Watch Dogs 1 was like super hyped and it was going to be the biggest thing ever then it came out and it was like a flop. It was, it was a bad game. It was not a bad game. It was an okay game. It was, it was, was, it was not, not anything game, special. It was, it was not the game it was promised to be. It was, Absolutely. They definitely so. did not delve into the mechanics that they promised as far as they should have. Right. And I think that a lot of people came away from that experience feeling disappointed. Yeah. I think with Titanfall 1, it was less so like the people that played that game and liked that game, it was a, a well 
put together shooter and I think that for some people it just lacked a little bit of depth or lacked the single player content that they really wanted and so for a lot of people those two games were big disappointments and I think now like releasing those uh, sequels I think like no matter when they're placed I think they're going to pay for it a little bit uh, for their sequels for their prequels being a disappointment um, but I think like in the third game maybe it'll start to pick up again but I think like that sort of stuff is a little bit expected. I feel like that's kind of the case with movies for example as well is a lot of ticket sales are not reflective necessarily necessarily of just the movie itself but the movie before it yep. in in mm -hmm. the case of series and it's you know it's weird it makes it makes sense because if people are burned they're gonna just write the next one off but then i feel bad that a lot of times a lot of these games have made it the improvements like they they fixed the issues from the first one and now they're not getting sales because of the first one yep. still they're still paying yeah. for that and then they may just get written off entirely even though they're that's, actually good that's games sort of like that's, ex that's i mean i have, feel like that has to be expected like it's I, to be expected if you, but if you got burned by watch if you got burned by watchdogs one or you just really felt disappointed by it you wouldn't buy into any type for watchdogs two or anything like that and you probably write it off a little bit until your friends or someone came to you and said this game is actually really really good or it improved a lot of the things and then maybe when the third one comes out you're like all right now i'm gonna check it out it's got well, some sweet vaginas in it right <laughs> i mean there's something to be said though for you that is the best review you could have for a game right is playing it's the the original game uh in, in a series you if you didn't like the fundamental mechanics of watchdogs then the fundamental mechanics of watchdogs 2 are pretty similar so yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just some, not going to do it for you. Some games do a good job of not only iterating but like reworking some of their mechanics to make it more interesting for people. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I feel like a, a good example of that, um, since we're talking Ubisoft uh, to to try and compare apples to apples, is I'd say Assassin's Creed because I always think of Watch Dogs as like Assassin's Creed for the future, kind of like for the, the like the near future sort of thing. But um, just pre-animus. Yes, <laughs> uh, the like Assassin's Creed had mm -hmm. a lot of interesting ideas. It had some cool mechanics, um, but it felt like a lot of the game was jammed in the last second because they'd spent so much time building this cool, this cool world and the collectibles and all that sort of stuff, and then went, "Wait, we need to, we need to put the game in this." And so, um, some of the campaign felt a little bit more rushed than it needed to be, and you know, and and things left out. Whereas, Assassin's Creed Two is widely considered to be still potentially the best Assassin's Creed. Well, four is also very. I, I was going to say, like, uh, unless, I, unless you like being a pirate. No, no, <laughs> yeah. I totally, I, I, yeah, I, I hear a lot of that too. But the Ezio, my friends that yeah. are fans of that series are like crazy about the twos. Yeah, it's like they think because they took, they <laughs> took the, the good ideas yeah. from the original and then they refined mm -hmm. the issues and like really built on it. It's almost mm -hmm. like the first one is a proof of concept, which the first game in a series shouldn't be, but just the way that you know technology and development cycles work that's kind of what ends up happening and then they refine it and they fix it for two but well, um and that sounds like very very much like what's what's been done with watchdogs because i i played a little bit of the original i didn't even finish the game because i was like yeah i don't like aiden <laughs> he's kind of yeah he's a little bit of a jerk a little, yeah. little bit of a d-bag uh but you know he had emotional baggage come on cut him some slack <laughs> but uh, you know one of the common threads that kind of runs between some of these is that uh, a lot of those franchises that go for long numbers of sequels have a common thread of at least a story that drags you from one part to the next. Like the Assassin's Creed wasn't really built on multiplayer. It was built on a narrative, and you bought the next one because you wanted to know what happened. Um, that works worked for the Halo series, worked for even Call of Duty for a while, where they had games that were built on games story-wise. 
Titanfall, if you played Titanfall 1, there's really nothing to make you buy Titanfall 2. There's no linking element other than just the gameplay. Uh, same thing for Watch Dogs. It's a continuation of a world, but not the continuation of a story. True, but I would equate Watch Dogs uh, then more to something like the Elder Scrolls. where or each Or Far Cry. Right. Where the individual entries, it's like they, they're a franchise, they're a series because they share a theme. Right. Um, but they're self-contained stories. Yeah, though I, with Far Cry, you might uh, argue that they reinvent their fundamental architecture every time they drop a game. What? No. You don't think so? I mean, No, I think since 3, it's been the same architecture. With Primal? Yeah, it's the same freaking game, just in caveman times. It's like the same map, That's too. pretty different. Uh, it's just like stripped. It's like different skins on similar weapons. It, like. To be fair, in, in a lot of ways, yes. But, I mean, still, it's it's such a departure from the previous title in terms of environment, in terms of... I mean, the mechanics are somewhat different. Uh, yes, you still have a weapon wheel, but it's a totally different weapon set. Right, but a lot of those weapons have analogs in the, the they Far do, Cry 4 universe. But or, different, different enough that I was like, man, I really wish I had a silent sniper rifle no, right I, now. For me, it was like, all right, <clears throat> this looks really cool from the surface, but then you realize it is kind of like a glorified reskin. Um, I, I don't Although, know. to be... To be fair to it, they did the same thing with Blood Dragon, and everyone freaking loved it. I didn't love Blood Dragon. You I loved, love I loved the okay. Everyone, yeah. everyone but you. I love the aesthetic of Blood Dragon like a lot, but the Blood Dragon itself again was it, it felt, was a cheesy eighties, yeah, horror or sci fi film. It was the just, content like of it didn't feel like expansive enough to, for me to enjoy it. I don't know. I guess I just feel like that's how Ubisoft is doing that, like annualized but not annualized sort of thing with Far Cry is like there's like a bumper entry between the numbered entries and that's the ones where they take risks and do something weird so there was mm -hmm. there was Blood Dragon and then for this was Primal and they're like like fuck it let's get weird let's go caveman and they do something and sometimes it works great sometimes it doesn't work great but the idea being that it bolsters between their tentpole entries in the series yeah um as far as games this this holiday season I feel like we're really shooter heavy between Titanfall 2, Battlefield 1, Call of Duty. Um, like, I don't feel like we're getting... We're getting Final Fantasy, which is the RPG, but I don't feel like we're... Like, last year we had Fallout 4, and I feel like every year we have some big RPG to attach to, or most years. God, yeah. For some reason, I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was last year. Last well, year. hey, you got a Skyrim remaster? How about that? <sighs> Man. I, I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like I personally don't have a game to latch onto for this holiday season. Um, maybe, and I'm not a shooter guy, and it's, it's definitely Guardian? it's definitely my taste, like a taste problem. Um, when's that coming? <laughs> yeah, really. That's December. Okay, maybe. Oh wait, what comes out? There's something that comes out on my birthday. What is it? Uh, hang on, let me look it up. I will say earlier in the season, uh, Deus Ex came out, and I really liked that. Yeah, uh, but that it, game sort of like kicks off the holiday season for me. Uh, whenever oh, they come out, Dead Rising's coming out. Zombies, come Dead on. Dead Rising Four. Yeah. I, I guess I just want my goddamn RPGs. <laughs> All right. It's like my favorite game. Like it does game feel like genre. an RPG light sort of season. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. you know, with there's, I don't, Final Fantasy, wow, I you don't. Just, you guys are just peeing in the face of Final Fantasy. Come on. Well, that's no, like the, the classic no, RPG. No, no, no. I'm, I, that's because I'm still clarifying. Okay. Um, because Final Fantasy is very much an RPG, but it's a different kind of RPG than if you're looking for a, a Witcher or, um, or, or a Dark Souls. Or, like, it's very specific mechanics. The JRPG, very fun, but I feel like it's its own genre. So even though they share the term RPG, I wouldn't equate a, a Skyrim and a Final Fantasy. 
That's fair. Yeah, it's it's not a well. You've got kind of the Bethesda era of RPGs. It's like the Western. Well, it's like Western open world versus you know Japanese turn based kind of. And I know, I know, it's you, not really turn based anymore, but I still, I still feel like that for Final Fantasy. That, I Final still identify it. Final Fantasy 15 is actually going to be like I don't know if we already talked about this, but it's going to be like half open world, half linear, where like the first half of the game will be open, and then as you progress in the story, the game will like sort of funnel into one path. Which is backwards from what they did with something like say 10, where for the first half of the game it was linear, 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 and then you get the airship, and then it opens up. Really? Okay, I never played 10. I never even played like. Almost anyone. So yeah, we were. Um, I was discussing this with uh, with Caden, Mika, and Eddie, and um, it's really interesting looking at the sales for Final Fantasy like 15. The sales expectations for it are insane. I think they said they needed to sell Final Fantasy 7 lifetime numbers Oof. in order to be a success. No, they're and the last the last game to do, <laughs> I think, 10 million plus. That is the the last single player mm -hmm. um, entry. Uh, in the franchise to do 10 million plus, I think was 10. So do you think this is the death of Final Fantasy? Um, Are you calling it right here? Come on. <laughs> no, I just think that, <laughs> uh, you know, this is a game that's obviously been in development for a very long time since it was 13 verses. Uh, and, you know, it's like delays, team sizes, all that sort of stuff just adds up to more and more expectations, like things they need to do to, to break even. So I think that might long-term be something that they need to tighten up for development um, because I don't think that saying like, oh, you know, it just has to do the same numbers as the most famous entry in our series, no big. Yeah. You know, but th that said, they have been going all in at in on it. There's the there's the the manga. There's Kingsclave. There's that's, the, the that's I the mean, thing I'm, series, I'm curious about. There's all is this other stuff that when, ties when in. When Final Fantasy is all 15 is all released, how many different pieces of media will they have released? Because there's already like like a bench, bunch of different like little tester games that they're like kind of demos and and how many like of those do you need short... to play to understand what the hell is happening? Right, well, I think there's um I think there's some sort of thing with fifteen. That's like a cut down version of Kingsglaive and then some other stuff that will serve as the primer for that. Mm -hmm. Kingsglaive is what exactly? Kingsglaive is a full length CG movie that already released. Was Kingsglaive <laughs> released for free? Um, I'm pretty sure it's on Steam. Okay, but do let you me have look. To pay let for me look it up on Steam. I mean, it's a, and then it's how do you feel? Feature, yeah, absolutely. It's if she, if it's if it's a animated film. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem paying for it. It's, some, it's I mean, it's a giant piece of media someone created. It's not like, it's not like you're you're giving me like a script and or like a story like a novel or not a novel. Like it's not like you're giving me like a few pages written about what happens before Final Fantasy 15. It's like people, people work into it. I mean, in the like, I, no, I agree that if they made a movie, they should be paid for it, but. If you don't, you, I mean, you're going to build a game off you, of that. We don't know that. Like, you're not going to walk into Final Fantasy yeah. 15 and be like, "Oh man, I don't have, I don't know anything because I don't have a prequel." Like, we don't know that. Um, if that is the case, maybe we'll have to reconsider. But well, they did release a patch that uh, a day one patch that apparently draws a lot of Kingsclave into the the game. But yeah, we don't know how much. Right. Uh, Plus, they've already done. They've done not not the same thing, but they released like a, I, a few. Things, I like lied Advent to you Children. just now. Oh, Kingsglaive's not on Steam. So, but Advent Children, way after that was, yeah, that was that was not part of. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, you know, what I'm saying is that they make decent uh, animated films. Like Advent Children was a real pleasure to watch. They and do. I'm, I'm not arguing that it's that one that it's not a lot of work and that they shouldn't be paid for that work. 
All I'm asking though is, do you feel? How do you feel about the idea of having? Listen, the, I think the story part having, of, of having, wait, story chunk told from a separate purchase. Having the prequel, watching King Kingsglaive or not, mm-hmm. I will not understand the story of Final Fantasy 15. That's fair. So. Okay, well here's Final so Fantasy I'm reading. Very, I'm reading more about this because um, I'm one of those people who didn't want to have to watch a movie uh-huh. to, to understand 15. Uh, so. I thought it was the lead up, like a like a prequel, but I'm reading a little bit more about it now, and it's um, it runs parallel See, to the events of 15, um, alongside a spinoff, Brotherhood Final Fantasy 15. Kingsglaive focuses on the events surrounding the father of the main character Noctis. So it's like, I guess it's not prequel so much as uh, same like same time, but stuff happening elsewhere. That's almost worse because I feel like that's gonna. M- there's no way that that doesn't influence what happens in the game. So, Dude, in some ways, that means you might be, if you watched it, you could get spoilers. No, no. I um, mean, we don't... I don't know. I don't we're, know. We're, you're drawing too many conclusions about... I am, yeah. Like, how, how, how it will tie in. Yeah. Or whether it's just a, a story happening at the same time as the game. Because, like... Well, there are parts of it are drawn into the game. I don't know. I'm trying to think of examples of, like, yeah. games that have parallel storylines running to them. I don't know. Yeah, it's well. It's hard to find an example because I don't know that it's happened that often. But it does seem like a very Final Fantasy thing to do. Well, I mean, there are there are games that have come out that like, God, I can't I cannot think of an example. But like, you have your main game and then you have a side story that's happening at the same time, just in a different part of the universe, right? Which I can't think of an example for. But regardless, yeah, I think um, there's there's just so much. Square Enix has really gone in on the whole like transmedia uh, sort of approach with this. I mean, they, they had a clothing line for Final Fantasy XV. I think that's out and available. In fact, I'm going to look that up right now. The game's not available, but there's clothes for it. They have action figures for it already, and they're pretty dope. Really? But, yeah, they're, 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 the Square Enix has a line of, of action figures called uh, Play Arts Kai, and they're like 10 or 11-inch action figures that look really, really good, but they're like starting to overcharge for them. I think some of those uh, Final Fantasy ones are like $150 now. Ooh. Which is a lot. Yikes! I'm like I'm okay with paying enough for a high end figure. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, like I'm okay with paying a lot for a high end figure, but like with the with the Squares Kai, they're sort of like they feel like a hundred dollar, like eighty to a hundred dollar figures. They don't feel like a hundred fifty dollar figure. Well, you yeah, obviously you know. <laughs> are not familiar with all the features on that limited edition special <laughs> printing die cast. They're not die, they're not die cast, sir. I'm just kidding. Parts of them are no. sure. Nope, nope, nope. all plastic, no, nope. all injection 100%. molded. How about? Plastic molded. Yep. There that you go. Too. Let's talk about action figures. With dies. Listen. Right. This um yeah this this fashion lineup it's uh, Rowan Final Fantasy fifteen dude some of this stuff is like thousands of dollars thousands shit well for clothing I'm, do you know the do you know the translation for yen yes okay what's one hundred sixty two thousand yen one hundred sixty like divide that by a hundred. Wait, or maybe, maybe it's by 10. Is it by 10? It's, it's like $1,600. Hold on. It's like Why do you know the conversion rate for yen? Off because the I've been head. looking at it because I'm going to Japan. I was going to go to Japan in October and I'm going to have to go sooner. Hold on. What, what did you say? 162,000 yen? Um, it's, uh, yeah, 162,000 yen. That's a lot of yen. Yen to oozed. It is $1,438. So the, the, hold on. The, That's a lot. Yeah. That's for Let's the see. military blouse on Z. One. For that? Uh, no, no, not for not for that specific item. That's, but that's someone an, bedazzle but that's, a vest. That's an example of um, of the line. Uh, they they've got a ton of stuff here. They've got all kinds of. The yen has crashed a little bit. Just so you know, 
It was like it was right like now? it like well they did just get hit by an earthquake. It was I wonder like, if that affected the yeah. It was like yeah. ninety five yen to one dollar or something like that, and now it's like no. Um. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> the bedazzle vest is actually more expensive. What? Hold on, the bedazzle vest. Is, Wait, go back to the bedazzle vest. Um, okay, so the uh, this this jacket um, yes. that is pulling up right here. Uh, this is the one that I was talking about. That's a uh, hundred and sixty-two thousand yen. The bedazzle vest is uh, two hundred thirty-seven thousand six hundred. Wait, go back to the other thing. The bedazzle vest. Where's the bedazzle vest? Listen, Japan sells really fucking expensive clothes. Did you see the bedazzle vest? Look at the bedazzle, Look at the bedazzle vest. vest. Does it come with the pants and the gloves and the the arm thing and the smug sense of? Overpaying. Well, see, here's the thing: is I, I, but if it comes with the anime boy in real life, there is there is a market for that, and it is Mika. You can't buy that, people. That's true, but that's a pillow at best. <laughs> um, so, have you guys ever bought any expensive video game based apparel? I mean, I do that all constantly. I just dropped a billion dollars on N7 stuff because I got all wrapped up what, in the N7 like day muster, hype. Muster brand stuff. Their stuff is really cool, very expensive, but also like. I don't think I could ever wear it. It's um honestly, girl stuff tends to be hit or miss. Like sometimes you get nothing because they just figure there's not enough of a market to create stuff. Uh, and then sometimes you get really really cool stuff. So there's a clothing brand called Black Milk uh, that does. Oh, I know Black Milk. They yeah. make the nicest. Uh, what are these things called? Leggings. Leggings? Yes. They make the nicest things that go on the legs. Um, <laughs> and they've done several collections for various like video games, and they've done. They've done Game of Thrones and they've done Harry Potter and they've done Marvel and they've done DC and so like that's where I get a lot of stuff. They're very expensive Fucking leggings. Expensive, dude. They're how much expensive. would you think a pair of their leggings costs? Okay, you guys are, have predisposed me to incline to think it's high, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go two fifty. That's fucking high. It's way too high. Yeah, it's too okay. high. Um, okay, <laughs> so you, you oversold it. But a hundred dollars for a pair of leggings is okay. Still a hundred is still a lot. Leggings. I mean, how much um, leggings normally cost like twenty bucks, right? Yeah. Depends on where you get them, I, I guess. Just, I don't know anything um, about so this is, clothes. This, this, for example, is the um, N7 leggings from Black Milk because they did a Mass Effect collection, uh, and so. I get stuff from them all the time. Love it. Uh, and then Bioware also did their own, like, and like you know, they've got their Bioware store, and they did a bunch of stuff. So I ordered, like, a jacket. I ordered some other leggings and, like, a bunch of stuff. But so I, I go in on it because I like to wear – I like to wear stuff that – references stuff that I like. I mean, this is my this is my Harry Potter ugly Christmas sweater t-shirt. Awesome. <laughs> uh, and so I, I invest in that I think stuff. I think girls have better in the fashion – I think I think that we get less stuff, but what we get tends to be more creative stuff. Yes, if you look at the Overwatch site, like they have a bunch of these jackets on there, and they're all like super fucking cool. Like they have Tracer's jacket, but it's only a girl jacket. They don't have a guy jacket. You want a Tracer tracer's jacket? Want, I don't think I can. A... I don't think I can wear jackets ever because I'm so big. I'm like too hot all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's also just Texas. Though. It's Texas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it was 60 out this morning. I was so happy. Really? Because I thought it was anymore. like the 50s. Oh, fuck, that sucks. No, was, well, my car thermo thermostat. <laughs> hey, there's red. Some so this is. Oh, those are really cool jackets. So yeah, this is dude. um this is Blizzard's line of Overwatch jackets. Huh? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, no, actually, this, I don't think this is. This well, looks like Blizzard. Is it says DeviantArt Art at the bottom. It's Tumblr. Oh, maybe it's just like concepts. Because I was going to say, I'm, I was really Those digging the Mercy one. There you go. Maybe well, there's, there's, there's like you. a Widowmaker one that's a Tracer one. There's, a, there's some cool jackets on Blizzard store. Blizzard stuff is cool. 
I've also noticed I, that females get um, like guys get 100% cotton shirts on like on the Blizzard store. They're 100% cotton, uh, but the females get um, the polyester cotton blend, which yes. I really appreciate. Oh yes, the females, the females, the women, <laughs> the ladies <laughs> of the species. I'm just I'm just complaining about clothes now. <laughs> well, you know what? I bet it helps to have smooth legs when you're working your ways into those leggings, right? It does, because otherwise the hair pulls. You know what could help with that? Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> That was the worst transition I've ever <laughs> no, done. No, no, no. You did good. You did Thank good. You. Just roll with it. Okay. Are you sick of choosing between overpriced razors and low-quality plastic disposables? Which, by the way, once had the occasion to try to dry shave with a low-quality uh, plastic disposable that I got from a gas station while driving to a family what? event. I did that, and I got a rash. I didn't have a lot of neck left. It looked oh like I'd been God. in a battle with uh, I did the same Jack thing. the Ripper. I got a rash. Uh, DollarShaveClub.com has your solution, though, so you don't have to be like me. Their razors provide high-quality close shave for a, the price of a disposable. And just to prove how amazing their shave really is, right now all new members can get started with a one-month trial of any razor for just $1, including their six-blade executive razor. That's their best for a buck. DollarShaveClub.com delivers amazing razors right to our doors for a fraction of the price of what I used to pay. And I get a first-class shave when I use the executive blade. And when I use it with their Dr. Carver shave butter, the blade just gently glides for the smoothest shave ever. I'm going to go home and shave all of this off tonight. Are you? I am. Really? Well, it'll be back by Monday. You should wait till like, December 1st, right? No, it'll be back. It's, you know, my wife likes to kiss me without facial hair, <laughs> and I haven't let her do that in months. So, happy Thanksgiving. And you know what? Here's your chance to see why over 3 million members like me love Dollar Shave Club. Get your one-month trial of any razor for a buck. Seriously, no catch. Ah, there's a fly in my head. <laughs> no no catch, no flies, no hidden fees, commitments, and you can cancel whatever you like. You have nothing to lose. Get all the details at dollarshaveclub.com slash patch. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash patch. Flies not included. I have pulled up here. A uh, list of the different Final Fantasy 15 properties and how they fit together. Okay. Oh, so God. we're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. So Strap there was first hole. of all there was the platinum demo, which was a prologue episode, and right. I think that might be where I got a little bit confused with Kingsglaive. Prologue means before. Because yes. he means before. Um, so it takes place during. But that was uh, a demo and free to play. Noctis's childhood. Noctis right. being the main character of Final Fantasy 15. Um, this demo, which is different from episode Dusque, is not accessible as part of the main game. It's a canonical prologue. Uh, and then there's Final Fantasy XV, the main game, and that's uh, Noctis and his buddies on their road trip uh, as they fight to reclaim the kingdom of Lucius. Uh, then Brotherhood Final Fantasy XV is a five-episode anime series that takes place during the journey to meet Luna Freya. Which is, is part of the story? There's Kingslave. Okay. Uh, which is the, the CGI movie, and that takes place parallel to the game. And it's other uh, stories from the universe. And it tells the story of Nix Ulrich, part of an elite royal force named the King's Glaive, given an assignment by the king. So uh, it's the events Get me of a the sandwich. invasion of. It's, it's the king's story, essentially. Okay. Um, then. You're shaking your head. Hold on. We're not this done yet. We much. are not finished. There's Justice Monsters Fiverr. Nope, five. I just had something on my screen. Justice uh, Monsters <laughs> Five? Justice Fiverr. Monsters Five. It's a mobile game that's inspired by a ping ball game that they play in Final Fantasy 15. What? <laughs> We're not done. Then there's A King's Tale, Final Fantasy 15, which is 
Hold on, I didn't even get a summary on this page. Let's go find it. Uh, uh, it's, it's a social media tweet. <laughs> uh, King's Tale is a 2D side-scrolling action brawler set 30 years before the events the of line. Final Fantasy 15. On your thumb. That will release alongside <laughs> the, its companion game. It's a pre-order bonus exclusive to GameStop, but it's a game. Sure. The 2D, 2D <sighs> side-scrolling action Absolutely. brawler. Absolutely, 2D yep. thingy. Uh, and then, still not done. King's Knight, Wrath of the Dark Dragon, which is a mobile game inspired by previous Square's soft title, King's Knight, uh, is featured in Final Fantasy XV. So, one, two, three. I fell asleep four. in the middle. Did you mention the Six, PlayStation VR seven, game? Eight. No, I didn't. But that's eight, that's eight things. There's a PlayStation VR game? Yes. What yes. is it? It's is it good? Final Fantasy PlayStation VR. I don't know what it's called. It's not good, apparently. Apparently, it's fucking bad. Wow. Like, so not it's a good. VR experience. I mean, it can't be Batman bad. Is it Batman? I have not played any PSVR. Is Batman bad? Yeah. So right. what I'm hearing is that it, that's not amazing, but yeah, it's a it's a VR experience, and that it's also not terribly Final Fantasy. Uh, what I mean, does that mean? Not terribly. What can what? How can you possibly be not Final Fantasy at this point? Not enough hairspray. I mean, that's possible. Yeah. There's. They, they've done everything. Every, there was a time when people were computer things. It started as the red mage and the green mage in the so, white well, mage. It's, so no um, it's mages. a seated affair, and you need two buttons on the PS Move controller, so you, like, you can warp around the level. That's how you navigate. Yeah. Um, um, the and then a weapon buttons, trigger. Like this. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that stuff. That's weird, aiming with the head. Yeah, it makes no sense. No, you play Especially a different. You, you play something. a different character right. in the VR experience. You play uh, Prompto, the blonde. <laughs> I bet he's always on time. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Punctual man. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Captain. So Timely. you just you just shoot a giant thing when it charges at you. Okay, there you go. All right, that's your God. VR I don't want to talk about Final Fantasy. All yeah, the says, things that you could have done with Final Fantasy, and you just shoot a big thing when it runs at you. Yeah, so you don't it, even get to swing a giant ass sword. No, your friends do, but Prompto is the gun dude, <laughs> uh, and so he's gonna be hanging hanging back a little bit. You know, Final Fantasy fifteen. I, I guess part of the reason that it's been easy for me to confuse all the different properties is that it's one thing that I like about the Final Fantasy games is that they're very much about the experience. And it's a, a little bit of a bummer to me, actually, that uh, the street date, like several countries have broken the street date and so people have now streamed and they're like posting the end of the game all over the place. So beware. Um, so I like I actually go in, try to go into them not knowing too much. Um, this one, I'm like, oh, it's a road trip. That is like the extent of what I needed to know about Final Fantasy 15. So the fact there are like these eight different things, I'm like, nah, 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 nah. nah. I'll like, I'll, you know, maybe I'll play the game and then go watch the other stuff later to like fill in the, the pieces because I feel like the game will stand on its own for me. But uh, there's so much other stuff around this one. At, you know, at, the, at least Final Fantasy 13 had the decency to wait a little while before they signed a deal with Louis Vuitton for Lightning, which I still to this day don't understand. Wait, what? Yeah, they've got their fake game character modeling Louis Vuitton handbags and stuff. So fucking weird. Do you dude. think they still Photoshop a fake character? <laughs> I've I've no idea like how they do it. I'm like a fake a fake character is not going to sell me anything because I'm just going to assume that whatever they got's fake. And you would be correct. Yes. Yes. 
it's not real clothes. Right. And it's like, it might be a real bag, but that just makes me think of it as fake. Um, but still, they did that thing. But they waited at least like when 13 came out, I could just, there oh, we there go. There's, no, there's so lightning bad. modeling her stupid Louis Vuitton Dude, shit. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't saw someone get it, in man. Japan with that handbag. Really? Yes. What do you think it was that's, a real a, one or was it like so, a knockoff? No, it was a video game one. I couldn't. Was it like what is, is so was that, it? That's a cultural disconnect. A Louis that, Vuitton that I understand. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's definitely not our market, but I mean, I mean, in a in a world where Hatsune Miku is like a huge thing, I have to just realize that at some point that I'm probably a little old fashioned. That Japan way. is a magical place for that stuff. Well, too. here's the thing though. So if you're gonna if you're gonna drop two hundred seventeen thousand yen on something. You really want to wear it outside and have someone go, that is a Final Fantasy fifteen, two $217,000, uh, I mean, yen, uh, bedazzle vest. If, you, if no one recognizes it, then why the hell did you spend so much money on it? It's fair. It's fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like it when I wear video game type stuff. I tend to not be like, such and such the video game is just something that you, you like, if you, you get you like the reference, you'd be like, eh. Yeah, but if you, you don't, don't spend get it, two thousand dollars on that reference. But I mean, still, a yeah, hundred dollar leggings is, is fucking expensive. So I, at least I assume with a hundred dollar legging, you're like, all right, well maybe they're they're probably really well made. See, the biggest problem I have with hundred dollar leggings right now, the biggest problem I have is that for like ninety nine percent of my job is from like here up, and it's, no one sees my cool leggings. That's true, even on this show. Stand well, there on, you go. Stand on more there's, Apple there's boxes. There's your view. Where you there's can, your yeah, I need you to didn't wear your leggings. I, I know. It's because the, the, the rest of the stuff I got to go, go do today. Maybe if you were today, wearing gonna... cooler leggings, they would cut to them more often. Right, just like just like show my knees <laughs> while I'm talking. You just suddenly go, ah. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will try that out, Ryan. There you go. Um Changing topics. You played any of the Overwatch stuff? And have you seen? I've played Did you see Sombra. the update yesterday? The, they posted an update yesterday. It was kind of out of nowhere, and they were like, "We have redesigned Symmetra." And by redesign, well, I mean fucking redesign, dude. So dual alts. Yeah, dual alts. She they got rid of. She used to have an ability that would like you'd pass a shield out, like a little twenty-five thing shield. Yeah, to everyone. Now she had a big fucking shield. Um, now she has a shield that no, she. Don't. It's like it's a kind of like Reinhardt shield, but it's like uh, oval shaped and it, it projects. So she just kind of like shoots it. So it has the ability to, like you shoot it and you run behind it. Um, which is awesome. Uh, her guns do, I think, a little more. Uh, it shoots from a little further range. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, she has a couple other changes. Um, her, her, like her uh, teleporter has thing. more. Teleporter. has more uh, health. Her turrets, you can put all six out at once without having to wait for a cooldown uh, to generate more. Um, so she's a whole new character. But they've also, I don't know, have you guys talked about the Overwatch update since Sombra came out? I don't think so. No. Not really. We we took it easy on Overwatch for a couple of weeks. Why? Because Such we've been talking game. about it Such literally every week since it came out. It's it's a it's a good game. It's a good game. <laughs> I like it. No, not, have I, you played Sombra? I felt yeah, I fell back into that hole. She's not for me, but goddamn, is she powerful? She's like a hundred percent utility. Um, I kept finding myself having trouble remembering I could teleport. Like the invisibility and uh, and the hacking abilities are great, but the teleport's like, oh right, I can do that. I still haven't played against like a good Sombra, so yeah. I don't know like everything she's capable of, um, but. Um, she is, there's some weirdness with her, man. So I play, I, I main Roadhog. Uh, okay. So I play mostly Roadhog. Um, now you're working on a Roadhog cosplay too, right? I am, I am. That's like sort of what I've been doing 
in my free time as I've been like working on that stuff and playing Overwatch in between when I get frustrated. So you're just eating a lot or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, can't you tell? Um, but with her hitbox, like with Roadhog, you can generate like a 200 HP hero. Right. You can hook him in and you can left click to shoot him and then you can melee him and they die. Right. With her hitbox, she doesn't die. And I tested huh? this. Me and Hudson uh, went to a custom game and we tested it against each other. We were both doing it. Oh. And like she gets down to either five HP or around twenty. So she's some, too narrow. Is that what there's something? There's something weird. Like there was one time where I could get her to, to die, but it was because I instead of just left clicking and, and meleeing, I walked into her mm-hmm. and left clicking melee. But you lose that stun period, so it's not the same. There's something fucking weird about her where she does not die. Have you that. tried aiming down a bit? Because I think maybe you think what's happening is you're just the shots she's, are going around her head a little as, bit. She's the same size as Tracer. And like Tracer, well, Tracer. She, I would HP. say she's almost maybe t- a little bit bigger than I'm Tracer. Trying to think. I mean, I, I did it on McCree. McCree's roughly the same size. There's something. He's got all that big hat though. She has a lot of hat to catch bullets. There's, there's well, something weird got about hair, hitbox. But yeah. But they introduced a new mode called Arcade Mode. Have you played it? No. Um, there's like instead of having the weekly brawl, there's a section of the game called Arcade Mode. There's like five different game types. Um, but the two new ones that they added are one v one, which is like uh, you play best of five against one other person. And it's you get the same hero, and they they place it on a small map, and it's all just single elimination. There's no objective besides kill the other person. So it's like skill v skill, um, and then there's a three v three mode, which is a lot of fun, and it's also single elimination on this smaller map. It's called uh, Arctic something, um, and you you have single hero limits, and it's three v three, and it's a lot of fun. Have you played it at all? I have not played that yet. Dude, it's it's super fun. It like kind of distills all of the Overwatch action in like a long match into like one minute and 30 second rounds. Uh-huh. And it's best of three. Um, so you just have these like really quick frenetic matches where teamwork is super important. Composition is really important. Like no one player can be like if one of your players in your team is not the best, then your team's going to lose because like every player is like really key to making the match work. Glad I haven't played it then because <laughs> I am the weak link in every team of Overwatch if I'm playing online. Yeah. Um, they change quick play so you can't have more than one hero of the same type in per team. Uh, that The mode, if you want to play that now, is, is in arcade mode called No Limits. Um, all the weekly brawls are now uh, in one playlist called... Uh, I can't remember what the hell it's called. It's something like Weekly Brawl. <laughs> but uh, all those are in one playlist. Um, that game is a lot of fun, man. I've been playing a ton of that game. They're also adding a new match, a new map in uh, sometime in December for the PTR that mm-hmm. will have jump pads. So they're working on Im- implementing like map mechanics into the game, mm-hmm. um, seeing how that works. So, God, I don't know why I like that. I mean, I do know why I like the game. The game is really good, but I can't get away from it. It's like a trap. Well, what do you think of uh, their new job posting at Blizzard for... They're looking for people with FPS experience, specifically to work on an FPS. But what's weird about it is they didn't post sort of what franchise right. this is for, which is making people think they're working on another new IP. Because typically, if it's for an existing IP, they at least note that in the job postings. Like that's why everyone thought the Diablo 4 announcement was coming, was because they were looking for new developers for Diablo. So and it's so Starcraft this, Ghost, we're finally so getting it. I, I, <laughs> I don't think I think we can count out another multiplayer focused competitive shooter. Um, you think? Yes, I mean, absolutely. Multiplayer, well, I guess they wouldn't want to self compete, right? They wouldn't. They 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 made Blizzard. it very clear that they don't self compete. It's Blizzard, though. So, I mean, so this may be a, a title that's not coming out for like five, ten years. Overwatch will be around for that long. Look at WoW. It will, but Look something else will have to follow it eventually. 
what I'm, what I'm like, so why I not think, work on that now? I think what the, what the, what the thought is, is something like planet side or potentially something like what, what we, we think Titan was supposed to be like, where it's a first person shooter, but it's also an RPG, mm-hmm. um, which like if they, or, or people are also speculating that it could be Overwatch single player. And if it's Overwatch single player or if it's Overwatch, like PVE content where you can play with your friends against, uh, like in a world, not necessarily like on maps, um, I would be like in love because that world has so much lore to it. It does. They really got to do something with it. It's so, it's so well crafted. Like you feel like there should be so much more, like it's so expansive, Mm -hmm. but it's just a competitive At shooter. this point, I would I would want them to make it just as a vehicle for the Blizzard CG team to have more fun with it. Yep. I don't even care what the game is. Just let me see the cutscenes. Just make um, a movie. Basically. Yeah. And they might as well at this point. But Yeah. I mean, I, you got to imagine that it's not going to be multiplayer competitive focused if it is an FPS. So. Yeah, if it's in the FPS realm, sure. Uh, though you, at the same time, though, you'd think that they've got the Overwatch team still, right? I mean, they're. And like all those folks go. Yes, but but no. Like, if you look at the amount of content, it's not a trickle, but it's certainly not, you know, a 500 person dev team worth of content. Like, you get one hero every couple months, and maybe one map every couple months or so. And you know, they they they're making steady updates. And I'm not saying it's not enough content, but it's not. It's definitely not the amount of content you'd see if you had an entire team working on it. So that team has definitely moved on to work on other projects. How many more heroes do you think they can fit in there? Uh, I think they're going to probably continue that pace for like the next several years. Although it would be nice if they don't spend three months teasing one. That's not necessary. That would be nice. Yeah, I, I I would like more heroes, but like at the same time, I'm I, I kind of understand that like heroes don't necessarily make Blizzard money. Mm-hmm. It's the the, the holiday events where people come in like, I'm going to drop 50 bucks on loot, loot boxes. And like heroes are just, they're not going to draw in a new player. Like I don't think there are many new, new people that weren't playing Overwatch that looked at Sombra and said, I got to play Overwatch. Now there's a right. hacker character in it. And I don't know that it's that so much as I feel like, uh, it, it, I think I char- characters maintain the player base. They do. But I feel like what brings people in post launch, like this sort of time period is because their friends are still playing it or they are, They've finished whatever they're playing. They're looking for something new, and they go, "Ah, oh, yeah, I'll give it a go." I think the smartest thing they do for bringing new players in is like they did this past weekend. It was free weekend, so they let people play it for free, and they're like, "Oh, this is a really good game. Yeah, I'll buy it." Yeah. Um, well, but, how many uh, new characters though can they realistically introduce before the the balancing between the characters be, just becomes unwieldy? And they're gonna have—I mean, if nothing else—at some point they're gonna have to redesign the the character selection UI just because they're running out of slots. Sure, but I mean, that's—I I don't think I think. I don't think we're going to run out of like. I think we're not going to see a character stop coming out for at least a couple of years. Um, at what, like one every three months? You think? One yeah, every six I mean, months. Yeah, I mean, at the one every three month pace, it's not a ton of heroes. And it's yeah. not a ton to balance. It's not like League of Legends where Four you have year. like 120 yeah. characters or something like that. Where in those sort of cases, like certain characters are just not balanced and they they fall below like the meta where you just don't play them because they're not good. Well, so do you think we maybe start seeing characters retired? I think not it'd be re- cool if they, if some uh, of them just like it's part of the story and eventually. I don't, I, I, I don't think that the, I don't think they'll ever retire characters because people no. are way too attached to the the few that there are. Except for Sumatra. I, I think that like certain characters, that, like you see it right now, certain characters fall in and out of the meta. Like I think in the beginning, like players like Diva were not in the meta because they just weren't very good. But now Diva's super powerful mm-hmm. um, because she has more health and her guns do a ton of damage and yada yada yada, and she has like a uh, like 
uh, shield that can go on and off instead of just a one-use thing. Right. She's really, really powerful now. Um, but, like, I think that's part of the game is falling in and out of the meta and changing up your character picks and everything like that. But that's a damn good game. I want to play more of it. Um, yeah, I don't know what Blizzard would make with an with another FPS. Ghost. Or, or FP. Ghost. No. Come on! Why do you want... We it's, waited so long! It's never going to happen. I would love a first-person StarCraft experience. It would be Even if it's awesome. Not, I don't care what it is. I would love to see it. I just don't think that we ever will. I would love a... Oh, man, I would really love a, a StarCraft VR experience. I don't think I don't think StarCraft gonna is... We're going to see any like a lot more StarCraft content. Probably not. It's not doing well. Like The competitive competitors scene for it like died, right? Well, it's... Yeah, but it's also like... They don't put out a lot of titles. You know what I still want to see is I still want to see a proper new Warcraft title. Yeah, like a, like a core I, Warcraft. There are RTS, RTS. Uh, like, divisions have really just kind of gone. Uh, I'm a little yeah, I'm a little concerned that because StarCraft Two, like they put a lot of work into StarCraft Two, and it was like for a lot of people like, but not the right market. It was a good game, and then it sort of died off. And I don't think that I don't think that we're going to see like a lot of RTS content coming from them anymore. It's hard to that that genre is like it's sort of. De- like that, it's hard to that translate crowd, the console. Is is where the real problem is. There's that, and and that crowd sort of went to to the MOBA community because um, it's yeah. like it's yeah because it's it, that's MOBAs are a derivative of RTS, obviously. So, I mean, we still got Civilization for a while. Yeah, which sort of in that genre is it? Eh, no, not not, not really, really, but come on. They're, I mean, it's turn-based, I, I feel like they're very different, a, but I, I agree that I feel like it's the sort of genre that's narrowing. Yep. Like, there's not, there aren't nearly as many games coming out. When I think of games, like, like you know, uh, just re- great strategy games that came out this year, um, obviously there's Civ Six. there's, um, there was the XCOM 2 stuff. Fucking XCOM 2 was so good. Uh, yeah. Which was just a re-release on console, right? Which... I mean, that's a DLC, but they haven't... Well, and, th- and that's also the same studio. Yeah. Like, it's the same people. And beyond that, I'm like, oh, other other great ones. I know that, like, there are, you know, smaller ones that have come out, but, like, uh, those, those are, like, are the total, great... Total War games, right? People like those. There's yeah, total, but, total, but total, but total War. Like total War, to- total total War, War Warhammer, Hammer, which should have just out. been called Total War Hammer. I don't know why <laughs> yeah, the fuck they didn't call it that. <laughs> I missed that opportunity. But, like, as a genre, it's definitely, like, shrinking. Yeah, yeah. And it, right now, the the big fashionable genre is MOBA, and I'm very curious to see what think, will happen because I also feel I like Overwatch, that one's oversaturating yes. very quickly. I think Overwatch has, I'm curious has to see where it goes is, next. Is, is making people turn to the hero based FPS uh, now. I'm sad though because the uh, the traditional RTS would actually work very well on like an iPad setting. So there's no reason that those couldn't go to no, mobile. It yeah, it would sure. Not for not for like the competitive scene. Like you, you have not for to. competitive, but yeah, I mean the competitive doesn't drive the market. But it, it's what gives the game its like like length. Like that's why StarCraft Two was or StarCraft One was so Brood War or whatever was so popular mm-hmm. for so many years because it was driven by competitive play. Like people playing at competitive level, watching streams of that and stuff, and like yeah, I mean that that keeps the people watching it alive. I don't know that it drives people playing it that much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think competitive is like people watching competitive. Somebody play something competitively can almost drive your desire to play it yourself away because it's like wow look at that it's gonna it's gonna inspire one person to be like i'm gonna get this game and become amazing it's gonna inspire 10 people to go i'm gonna watch that guy become amazing yeah i would agree i feel like it's very the pros are playing a different game 
Like they're not even playing the same game that that normal people are playing. I, I, but when I also they don't think that the people that are a fan of the RTS genre in general that play them on PC and things like that are going to want to play it on an iPad. Like you might because you might have an iPad, but like, like I mean, who does it at this point? I mean, I don't, I'm I don't not have an iPad. I think there's. A, I don't have a reason to have. Like I, I don't. I'm not huge on the idea of iPads either. But tablets have really. Uh, gotten into the American marketplace. I mean, even you can get a tablet computer for pretty cheap, even if it's not an iPad. I believe it. I just don't have a use case for it. I mean, one. Nintendo's betting on it. I mean, they've already translated games like uh, um, Civilization Revolution. Yeah, well, they have, they have Civ, but no, no, no. Uh, I'm thinking uh, the Pirates? Bioware title. Um, the which the, one? The Star Wars Bioware title. Uh, it had the Hate Empire. No, that's, that's on there not for Star sure. Wars, but yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> old Republic. Yes, Knights of the Old Republic. Kotor has already been that's translated. What, that's what I just said. Yeah, you did. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I mean, yeah, no, I think uh, I could play Warcraft on iPad. Sure. That that, that to me is, it's like yes, you can play those games on an iPad, but they are for 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 me at least, they're definitely like the second best experience. It's like if I'm sitting on my couch and I don't want to play on my console for some reason and I just want to play this iPad, then yes, mm -hmm. I can play those games on my iPad. But I, it's certainly not the way I would want to play them. I am not like a prime I, honestly I yeah, I'm with you. I don't really ever play things on iPad. But I recognize that that's a market that can drive right. Uh, certain types of games and RTS could very easily work if, in that. If Blizzard ever put out an RTS that was like yeah. exclusive to iPad, there would be a fucking mutiny. Like, do you? I'm, the newer generations that are coming into gaming nowadays are more acquainted with gaming Absolutely. on mobile devices, including tablets. I, I'm not discounting that, but like, <laughs> I'm just not into it. It's fine, but that's if that's what it takes. If it has to go to a mobile place get, so that I get a console version, yes, please, please, Blizzard, put your games on an don't, iPad don't so all the children of the world. Can play it, and I get a PC version. What do you What do you think that their new game, unannounced game, is going to be? I would like it to be an action RPG. An action, an action RPG. An action not RPG, not an MMO. Well, I mean, no, I don't really get into the MMOs. Why? So, because I like games that end. No. Because and otherwise, a life. otherwise, I don't have the self control to stop myself. Oh, man, so I, I like it when MMO. a game has an ending. No, Adam, never. Yes. Go go play Elder Scrolls Online then, or something. Go then. play no, World of Warcraft. No, it's still out no, there. It's a different no. game every week, right? Is it? I, I, I no don't idea. know. No, people, people love the new expansion. So there, not, you've got MMOs. If you don't want to nah. play them, that's fine. I want Overwatch but to be an MMO. We, I want, the, PV, I want the PVE RPGs. part of Overwatch. Either that or it's going to be a VR game. Like I I'm, I would be cool with that. But Blizzard I'll, VR, yeah, it would be the best. It would be amazing, but I don't, I don't know that we're there yet. <laughs> I, I want to be there. I'm with you again. No, 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 I'm, we're, no, we're on not. the same side. I'm just saying I want the market to get somewhere where we can get what we want on the backs of all those other people. Right. And with that. <laughs> <laughs> is, now that we are, the family is fighting, we can all go have Thanksgiving dinner. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there we go. Well, it's, <laughs> you know, yeah, apparently a lot of Thanksgivings are canceled this year over various political issues. Really? What? That's what heard a lot about that. Yeah. I a lot of people are not going home for the dinners, I, I am eat. cooking my first Thanksgiving dinner. Hey, what you cooking? Uh, turkey, surprisingly. That's a good one. 
I think we're gonna we're doing a turkey sous vide style. Oh, that's even know weird, that was a dude. Thing. Ooh, what does that look like? It's probably gonna well, be like okay, a, so looks like a raw turkey. When yeah, you have done. to like roast it afterwards. Like what, what right? happens that to, happens with everything you cook sous vide. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. You don't want a turkey that's just like nah, it looks like Listen, it just came out of no, the fridge. No, but here's Listen, the thing that, about so, that seems so okay. Weird to so me. for those for those who don't know what sous vide is, it's basically you it's rich people. Um, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you you seal like you you it's put something boiled. in like a Ziploc bag or or a freezer bag something like that, and then you put it in a water bath. And the water bath is at a temperature where it will very slowly cook the meat all the way through to the same temperature. So you set the temperature for how rare or well done you want the meat itself. And the nice thing about that is because it's fully sealed, like you don't really lose moisture that way. We're like you we're also, terrible you also- cooking chicken. But sous vide chicken, amazing. You also can't overcook it. Right. You can leave it for ages and ages. Right. You, you can just leave it in there mm-hmm. as long as you need to, and then there it is. But yeah. I've like, only heard of that with so, red like, meats, though. So you, so you do it, but ah. then, and then afterwards you White. finish it. Is that so, done? So it looks pretty done to Is me. that when it's finished? No, this is when it's going to go in the oven. You still finish. You still have to like finish the meat once it's cooked. I, I am really curious to see how that goes. Because that so, sounds, I mean, like, pictures. sous vide can make things amazing, but... For me, the best part of turkey is like because it's slow roasting, like all that flavor gets put together in the oven, and then like the skin is nice and crispy. Well, that's why you put it in the oven to crisp that, the yeah. skin. Mm, like you, you got to make it turn but brown. It's, you're doing it oh, faster. You just torch it. <laughs> yeah, we'll torch it. Um, I'm really, I'm really curious. I mean, it's like having a, a steak or something. It's like it comes out of the sous vide bath, and it still looks like a weird lump of meat. <laughs> and then you, and then you put it on the skillet, and you sear the outsides, and then you have wonderful, wonderful food. So it's going to be like that. We still have to put it in the oven and finish it, but it's, should, we're not going to eat like a raw-looking, weird-ass turkey. Can, can you I mean, it's vide, cooked. Can you sous vide non-meats? Can you make like sous vide stuffing? Uh, I don't gravy? think I would because I'd want air to get into the stuffing. Okay. Sometimes you actually <laughs> want to remove moisture yeah. from certain yeah. things. What if you just have the right amount of moisture to the stuffing? Because you still want a little moist. Uh, you want it moist, yeah. No, I mean, but some part of that is... I. I you should post pictures of your sous vide turkey because I do want to see that. We will give it like, a can go. You, can you do before it goes into the oven pictures too? <sighs> sure. Can you do before sure, it I goes will. into the sous vide, after it comes out of the sous vide and, and, and Bernie oven. Bernie used to talk about like, he used to make a turkey that had like jalapenos under the skin. Mm-hmm. He did that, yeah. Is he, he going to do that with the sous vide? I, I will ask him. I know he's on, he's on turkey duty uh, and I'm going to make a couple of small things. Uh, it's only it's going to be us and the boys, so it's a it's a small Thanksgiving. I don't know that we're getting a full turkey. Even we might be getting like partial turkey. Gotcha. Because otherwise, Barbie. we're going to have a ton I, of meat that we don't know what to do with. I bought a whole. Tur- I bought a twenty one pound turkey for Grace and myself. Uh, how many pound? A twenty one pounder. What? Okay, so just out of curiosity, what is happening to the rest of the turkey? We want to make sandwiches for Forever? the next year. Yeah, so I heard a I heard a way to make a sandwich with your turkey leftovers is you take your stuffing uh-huh. and you make sure it's like uh, pretty moist stuffing with a lot of broth, and then you put that in a waffle iron and you cook it in the waffle know. iron, and that's your bread for the turkey sandwich. Okay, and that sounds fucking awesome. All right, give it give it a go. And report back. Take All pictures right. before and after. Well, everybody, try out your uh, Thanksgiving recipes. Sure, want to tweet them at us, and we'll we'll. Not look at them probably. I'm sorry. It's going to be, be too late. Yeah, no. It's, we'll I've be after the fact. Shopping. We'll have missed but the thing. thing. But we'll know in our heart of hearts. Thanksgiving dinner is also practice for Christmas dinner. There you go. So we'll be, we can we can take these recipes and then consider them for Christmas. I'm a little worried that I'm going to fuck Someone it up. Someone sous vide I'm flying, I'm flying solo for all the cooking. 
Like it's just me. You'll be fine. So, Don't worry about it. You'll just be follow fine. the internet instructions. Nothing bad has ever happened to someone that did that. It's all it's all about timing. I can cook one thing at a time. It's about cooking them all at once and making sure they all happen at the right time. Mm-hmm. What's so, the worst that happens? That's the real one challenge. Of them you have cooking. to reheat. You're good. No problem. <laughs> we'll see. There you go. Just throw it in the toaster oven. <laughs> all right, and uh, we will see you guys back for another episode of the Patch next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Happy Black Friday.